This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Deanna, as we sit down to talk today for the analysis, uh, the thing that we want to analyze uh, in light of God's Word is uh, this kind of large question that um, I, I think is touching on a lot of subjects in my world and probably your world right now, and it would be um, what's discipling me more? Is it the media and what I see happening in, in the public sphere? Uh, watching and observing how things are handled via our news outlets, uh, whatever your favorite one is, uh, or your Twitter feeds uh, and those kinds of things. Is that kind of discipling the way you live and breathe and move and have a relationship with people? Or is God's Word informing you more on how to do that? Here's an example of what we might see in the media. So you see this circumstance following the uh, nomination of of, uh, new Supreme Court justice and reaction. And we're not here to talk about should have happened, shouldn't have happened, or whatever. What we are doing is we're just looking at Obviously, there was high frustration. There was differences of opinion, uh, but we are we are uh, inundated with that kind of scene. Uh, whether it's two two individuals on a panel on a news show, just yelling ha- uh, hard, mean things at each other, or it's angry protesters or whatever, we see that. And are we going to let that carry over in how we respond to people in our world? Uh, or are we going to reject it altogether and do nothing? I, I think those are our two big options. And we see Jesus uh, deal with uh, people that he's opposed to and how he deals with that. How, how, how does he do that? We see examples of that in uh, Luke. You see that. Yeah, it's interesting to me because in Luke, when you're looking at the woes that Jesus is giving to the Pharisees, he says this in, in Luke 45, one of the experts in the law answered Jesus. And he says, teacher, when you say these things regarding the woes, he says, you insult us also. Mm-hmm. And that is very interesting to me because Jesus doesn't, respond to him and say, oh, I'm so sorry I insulted you. But instead, he says to him, Jesus replied, and you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they cannot carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them either. So it's like the guy says, hey, you're offending me. And the way you put it earlier was, Okay, well, let's just talk about what's going on with you personally then. It's not like he shrinks back from this. And so we really are able to see this picture of Jesus is is giving an example of saying hard things. Mm -hmm. But 
he's not doing it in a way that we're beating down the door of a Supreme Court, but instead he's just speaking the truth. And there's something here that we have to look at and say, what is it when we speak truth to people, when we need to say hard things, what is it that should matter most when we approach that situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because in our everyday life, we're going to have conflict or there's going to be disagreement, whether it's uh, in relationship to husbands and wives, it's parents and children with coworkers, uh, you're in a classroom setting much of much of the week. Uh, so with with other students or with students or other faculty uh, in the church, we're gonna we're gonna run into conflict. Uh, where there's relationship, there's conflict. And in the in the conflict, sometimes it's just difference of opinion. Sometimes someone's in the wrong, and that it needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about, and someone's got to approach that. Um, and so, if I'm being discipled by the media, if I'm going to follow the example of the media, and I'm going to approach this situation, am I going to uh, storm them and pound my fists and yell and scream? Or am I going to go find an example where some really difficult things might need to be said, but I'm going to say that with Jesus, who we've talked about in in our analysis podcast, Jesus is the perfect balance of grace and truth. And that means truth-filled grace and grace-filled truth all the time, right? It's, It's both all the time, not one or the other. So how am I going to approach them with truth-filled grace and grace-filled truth uh, rather than, again, kind of the example we just saw. Yeah, and so many times what happens is we either swing from one side of the pendulum to the other. We either say nothing because we say, oh, we don't want to be the angry mob, and, and to say nothing means then that we're being kind. Right. Or we swing to the other side and we're really angry and hurtful and hey, it's not helpful at all to the situation. Yeah. One of the things that, that I think this hinges on is the motivation when we're approaching the situation. Mm-hmm. The motivation. And Jesus says this in Matthew 12. He says what? That this that comes out of your mouth, that speaks from the heart. Right. And so the overflow of the mouth, if it is revealing what's in the heart, is the heart really looking for the best interest of the people around them? It may be true. Yeah. It may be that that person has to to say some things that are difficult. And we were talking earlier, it reminds me of William Wilberforce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He was in Europe. The slave trade was going on. He was in the law, right, in Parliament. And he's telling the people, hey, listen, we should not have slaves. Every person ought to be valued. And we should not have them working in the fields, making these sugars, you know, in these harsh, harsh conditions. Well, everyone in the community was against him, right? So he fought for years, and there were a lot of people that were not with him. But he continued to use his mind. He continued to use reason. but, But most importantly, he was shaped by God's Word. Yeah. His his mind was shaped in such a way that he saw the value of humanity because he saw the image of God on people. Yeah. 
And we have to think about those things when we come to these situations. When Jesus says to the Pharisees, you're being a brood of vipers, or he calls them hypocrites. These are difficult matters. I don't think we should go start calling people names. But there are going to be times, I think, that we're going to have to recognize, okay, Lord, you might be asking me to step up and take a stand and say something, but it has to be for the motivation of the gospel. Right, yeah, and and that becomes the key of everything. Looking at the, the motive of, of your own heart in, in your speaking, uh, motive is huge. Am I doing? Am I? Am I going to go address this issue, or am I going to go talk to this person about what I think needs to be addressed in their life, or the way they did something? Is my motive self-serving? Like this is going to benefit me, uh, or it's going to it's going to put me in a better light? <laughs> you know, uh, if if I say something, uh, so I, we have to judge our motives. Of course, Jesus, we use him as an example. He had pure motive. Yeah. He, he was acting in perfection. We've got to check our motive first. We can't assume we're right. And I, I think that's one thing that we need to guard against. Just, uh, I see this and it ought to be addressed. Okay, let me step back for a moment. And just because it's my opinion doesn't make it right. So am I speaking from a place of truth or am I speaking from a place of stronger opinion? Yeah. Or preference. So my motive... And then I think you've got to look at the other person and what's going on there. Are they in the wrong and they're doing it in a very proud, self-righteous way? Or are they in the wrong and they're just acting out of foolishness or ignorance or whatever? And so am I approaching somebody that's being very proud or am I approaching somebody that's, that's maybe in a state of humility and just they're wrong? I think you're going to approach those differently. You, Jesus approached the lawyer. Hey, you're insulting us. When you talk about the Pharisees and the scribes, Jesus, you're insulting us. Well, I haven't got to you yet. <laughs> That's really what happens in that verse. He goes on and he lays it on the lawyers thicker than he did the rest. I mean, he goes, okay, let's talk about you for a minute. Um, but again, he, he knew he was approaching somebody that was standing in a self-righteous way, not in a place of humility. They, they elevated it. Yeah, you're getting after them, but don't hurt us because we're good. No, 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 no. You're not good. There's some things here we got to talk about. And so I think we've got to look at both our motive and then where is the person that we're approaching. Yeah, and it really reminds us of James, right? James yeah. chapter 4. God is opposed to the proud, but he gives yeah. grace to the humble. Yeah. And that really is a good demonstration. If someone's stiff-necked and hard, I mean, we, we do have to step back and examine and say, is this person lost? Um, they're probably not going to be able to see things clearly. And mm-hmm. so how? what can I do to be a solution maker? And that's one of the things that I try to encourage my kids in all the time yeah. uh, when when there is a mishap or or there are angry words that are said if we continue to pile on more angry words mm. then I say you know all, all we're doing is what Proverbs said we're just throwing logs on the fire and making it bigger yeah. but is there something that we can expose or at least recognize that's wrong and then find a solution for that. And if we can find a solution for it, then there probably is something that needs to be addressed and we need to move toward being solution makers. And I 
I think yeah. that that's something we need to encourage the community around us is that God brought us these abilities to see ahead and mm-hmm. to and to prevent us from from uh, cutting off relationships yeah. from finding a, a, a position where we are in in broken relationships as opposed to working together in the community for the best interest of of everyone yeah yeah uh it made me think of blessed are the peacemakers right um we want to go into the situation with a peacemaking mentality and you see jesus speaking hard words such hard words that people went whoa whoa this is insulting you see jesus step in and turn some tables over right uh so when we think about peacemakers again you talked about that pendulum swing sometimes we go well blessed are the peacemakers we think don't say anything just let it go be kind air quote kind um and it's definitely not the other end of the pendulum bang on the wall scream and yell call names uh but a peacemaker can say difficult things can say hard things when the motive is I love you, I'm leading you to Christ, or I'm trying to I'm trying to show you where you're in error so that you can be made right with Christ, and it's because I love you and I want to help you, and that's my motive. And so you can be a peacemaker with hard things, saying hard words. Uh, that's not making war. You're still working at peace. It's hard to balance. It's hard to figure out. You, there's no cookie cutter approach to this. Yeah. When this circumstance, That's DNA, right. you always do A. You can't do that. Every, mm-hmm. And that's why you have to go back and keep, number one, don't be discipled by the media. Be discipled by God's Word. We've got to be in the Word. We've got to be immersed in the Word so that our minds, and you say this all the time so well, so our minds are renewed by the Word so we think like Christ. So our minds have to be there. We've got to be immersed in the Word. Then we're judging our motives and we're looking at their their life and their world and what's going on there and how am I going to approach so that it helps, not hurts. Yeah. So not being discipled by the media, being discipled by the Word, ch- checking the motive, and being a solution maker. I think these are three great things we can walk away with today that would be important for anyone's Christian walk and are just principles that flow right from God's Word. I appreciate the conversation, Deanna. I hope that it helps others kind of think through this and just be cautious about what is being put into their heart and mind. Hope you'll be in a Bible-believing church uh, this next Lord's Day. God bless. Thanks for listening.